It is the Finding Joy podcast, the Christmas edition. We are shining a spotlight on the joy that exists in the lives of people all around us. And this time of year, there's a lot of joy to spotlight. That's right. Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm Benji. Rob's here with me, too. That was Jerry. Oh, yeah. I forgot that part. I was so jazzed about Christmas. (laughs) Well, that's one of your favorite seasons. There's only two. Right. What's the other? Baseball. Of course. Of course. We'll talk about that someday, maybe. Right. (laughs) Well, we're excited because coming up on this episode, we're going to be talking to Pam Bauer, who is with Fantasy and Lights at Callaway Gardens in Pine Mountain. And if you've not experienced that, I'm telling you, it is something spectacular. It's a great family outing, and, and they do an amazing job. Yes. Even if you have experienced yes. this, they've got every new year. stuff going on this every, year. And every mm-hmm. year, it's one of the top uh, Christmas events in the Southeast, if not the nation. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get a behind-the-scenes look with Pam Bauer, and I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Santa Paul from Santa South in Noonan is going to. Well, actually, we we go to his home. We to do. Talk with yes. Him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite a wonderful visit. It was, it was just great getting to catch up with him again. We've known him for it has to be 10 11 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, he is a big fan of, or big friend, I should say of. Uh, well, I guess he's a fan too. Yeah, the yeah. Wine Cruise, yeah. <laughs> our uh, our morning show on the Joy FM, and uh, he's you know always a pleasure to talk with, and just got such a, a good positive outlook yeah. on life. Great always. heart, a great heart to give and mm. and to just help people find joy. Yeah. Absolutely. So while we were at Santa Paul's house with Pam, we we hooked up via Zoom, and she's got some great stuff to tell us about the Fantasy and Lights at Callaway Garden. So let's join that conversation now. Hey, Pam, how are you? I could not be better unless I was actually in studio with with all of you. (laughs) All right. Well, Pam, we appreciate you being on with us to talk about Fantasy and Lights. This is something that I think people uh, all over the state and all over really the Southeast look forward to every year, right? A hundred percent. And if they don't, they need to, because (laughs) it is, that would probably, if they don't know about it, it may only be because they are new to the area that, or they, they have, um, maybe never gone anywhere during Christmas <laughs> but because it is such a tradition now in its 29th year that there are families who are now bringing children and grandchildren because it's been such a tradition for them every single Christmas season. That's the cool thing that you've been able to, you know, generations are coming out year after year to see this. And it's always something new about uh, fantasy and lights. Well, and that's that's just it. Um, you know, we we respect and, and and love to hear those stories from families who who have made Callaway Gardens a family tradition, and not just at at Christmas for Fantasy and Lights, but um, year round um, having visited Callaway at some point. Um, and so when when we do get approached, though, well, why should I come back? I've been um, that that's the fun part of my role in representing Callaway is to be able to tell them what's new, and and even after twenty nine years um, you have the nostalgic scenes that you just can't miss but then you can look forward to this year in 2020 when we all need something to look forward to yes um, is seeing a, a brand new scene called the magical field of lights oh yeah mm. tell us about that i've seen pictures of this but not seen it in person 
No, well, you need to. Every one of you, please commit to me to seeing this in person. Oh, yeah. Get out of the yeah, studio sure. and, and make your way down to Pine Mountain so you can see this new scene. Um, it is it's essentially, I mean, seeing is believing. Just describing it doesn't even do justice because it is truly magical. The animation, the choreography with the beautiful Christmas music. Um, it's two football fields wide wow. and mm. deep. And, um, and the, the Christmas tree that is, is um, choreographed is 10 feet tall, making it the South's tallest Christmas tree. So another claim to fame for California yeah. Garden. And and the beauty of this scene is sort of um sort of a finale to the to the entire show. Um, so you know, I've, certainly we can all agree seeing some lights in your neighborhood's great. But there's nothing like um, making a a pilgrimage to Callaway Gardens and seeing fancy lights and spending a good quality hour or two with your family and getting in the spirit. So this new scene is at the very end of, of the show. So if, if guests are familiar, they come every year, um, hang with us at the very end, you're, you're in for a treat. So it's part of the drive then with, or, or I guess you, you have the options, trolley or, or driving through, but so it'll be part of that right at the end, huh? That's right. That's right. Awesome. So yeah. And, and you make a great point too. A lot of guests who are familiar with Callaway know this, but just in case one of your listeners is, is curious, um, you can ride in your own personal vehicle. Um, so that is an option, the warmth and, and coziness of your own car. But, you know, somebody's got to drive. Yeah, so right. you can allow us to do the driving and enjoy the jolly trolley. And then you can go back and say, I've been on a jolly trolley. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> How long does it take to get through the whole uh, event? Well, you know, on busier nights, you should allow at least an hour for the entire seven mile journey through Fantasy and Light Show. But really, uh, that's, that's the minimum. So if I, if I may, I would highly recommend sort of an insider's tip is you really should just make it a whole day because your tickets include admission to Callaway Gardens. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, and then if, if so, I would, be, I would not be doing a service to your listeners if I didn't mention that because um, the, the gates open for Fantasy and Lights at 4 p.m. So certainly you can come early, shop dine, get some snacks, um, and of course see Santa, and you don't want to miss the, the scenes that are on, um, on the beach at there around Christmas Village. Um, and so allowing for that extra time of the, for the Fantasy and Lights experience is one thing, but because the tickets do include admission to Callaway Gardens, it's a great way um, to get outdoors, you know, weather permitting, of course, to, um, to enjoy some recreation and, and the gardens. And then that way you can say you've been to Callaway Gardens and Fantasy and Lights. Yeah, one of my favorite parts is the nativity scene right there on the beach. It's just, yeah, just a kind of a great place to stand and, and reflect on the real Christmas story. Thank right. you. Benji, you and I will get along famously. <laughs> you, you nailed it for me. It's my, it's of course my favorite scene and it's a, a very beautiful reminder to our guests. The real reason, of course, we celebrate this, this season and for all of the, the fun and, and the, 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 you know, 
traditions, especially for children with Santa and all the things that come with Christmas, we certainly celebrate that. But um, being, being sure to take time to listen to the nativity, um, and, it, and it is, it's animated, it's another scene that we consider, um, and you do, you can make that time to reflect, to sit and listen to the story, um, the, the real meaning for Christmas and the story that never gets old. Right. Now, things are different this year in 2020, um, as we all know, and I would imagine that I, I've been to Fantasy and Lights so many times, uh, but under the tent there, you've got the Christmas Village. I would imagine that things are a little different there, too, for social distancing. What sort of precautions are you guys and safety are, are you guys taking this year? Sure. No, it, you know, we definitely want all of our guests to feel very confident in the planning and preparation that has gone for months, frankly. Um, we, we, we think about and plan for Fantasy Lights year round in, in any year, but especially this year as we contemplated the best way to create an experience for families that would be, that would feel both um, um, comforting and allow options for for those precautions. So, um, so again, you know, in in the tent, for instance, we do we do ask our guests to wear masks and to keep distance. Um, and so, an, an example of that too, for a way that we thought through how can we keep some of these traditions that mean so much to families, but also. Um, by following, which we do across the property, um, the CDC guidelines and the governor's executive orders here in Georgia, and and of course any of those local guidelines. Um, so what we thought through are things like, um, you know, of course queue lines that distance um, our guests from each other. We want to keep family units together, um, but you know, you can as you go into Christmas Village, Santa's there, mm. but. Santa's in his office this year. Oh. Yeah, Santa's ah. in his office. He's making his list and he's checking it twice for all of you on the good list. Um, and so what this allows us to do is put a, um, a little distance between Santa and our guests and the children or older kids at heart like me who would like to have a photo. And, and that way Santa's in his office and, um, and the guests can have a photo um, with, that, with that distance. And same goes around um, Fantasy Lights and the Christmas Village shopping, the queue lines, um, even to wait for the jolly trolleys. And we have, if you do choose to ride a trolley, for instance, you can do that with the precautions we've made and, and separating um, with barriers and having only one family um, per row in the trolley. Mm. No, so a lot of thoughtful, a lot of thoughtful tips. Certainly I've not hit them all. And our website at callawaygardens.com is, is just a, a wealth of information and a great place to go to be able to plan ahead and, and think through the things that will be best for your family. I heard Santa was immune. <laughs> uh, well, well, of course. <laughs> of course. Right. And Mrs. Claus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Santa, Santa is uh, he, he's he's got this down, and you know we're, we know what I was on all of our lists this year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's on the horizon uh, in twenty twenty one for Callaway Gardens? Well, we. Yeah, 2021. Let's start there. We're all ready for it. And, you know, <laughs> yes. we, we, uh, we certainly appreciated all of our guests and members 
who, who chose to um, find Callaway Gardens as a place to um, enjoy the great outdoors. When we were all um, looking for that kind of respite spot, Callaway Gardens with its 2,500 acres wound up being a, a place that many, many people found to be um, um, a, a a place to, to visit or to come back after many years, maybe they haven't. And so um, what we look forward to building on is our membership program that's very affordable for, for guests to be able to come and um, spend um, as much time as they can year round. And, and building on that program, um, there's benefits that, that allow members to enjoy discounts on tickets and, and fun things um, and activities that are members exclusive. So we'll be building on that. But additionally, we're very excited um, that springtime is around the corner. You know, we're all feeling some of these chillier temperatures and we're thinking Christmas thoughts, but you know, it won't be long until we're all hoping for some of those warmer temperatures and the beautiful um, spring that occurs every year there in Pine Mountain. Um, and the azaleas. The azaleas. Yes. Yeah. So we're famous for our azaleas. And yeah. we have the, the world's largest azalea bowl. But, you know, the uncanny thing that, that God and Mother Nature do every year is keep us on our toes for when those famous azaleas are going to bloom. So <laughs> rather than, um, you know, and, and sometimes it's beautiful, it happens around Easter and there's even more um, reasons to visit. But because the azaleas can be um, unpredictable, we mm -hmm. are um, setting up a, a, a many more reasons for you to visit during the spring season, March, April, and May with a spring flower festival. Oh, wow. So there will be... So even if you can't quite make it for the azaleas or they bloom early or bloom late, then we'll have additional activities happening all spring. All right. And I do want to point out that you guys have packages available for lodging with Fantasy and Lights uh, that, and you've got great places to stay there too. A hundred percent. Again, I wouldn't be doing service to your <laughs> listeners if I didn't share that. So, um, Benji, you know, um, as you said, there's so many great ways to experience Callaway Gardens, but the very best way. And also, uh, you know, I would say the best value as well is to make it a, a getaway and, and have an experience with your loved ones um, at Callaway Gardens. Because truly, there, you know, the only one complaint I, I I've personally ever heard about Callaway Gardens is that there's not enough time to do it all. And mm -hmm. so when you make it a getaway and stay either at the lodge and spa or in a, in a cozy cottage with a fireplace and in um, full kitchen, you can, you can make it a true um, getaway and create new memories for your families um, this holiday season. Sounds like a great way to spend uh, a part of the Christmas season. Make it very special. Very special, and I would say, um, you know, when you're when you're thinking through your your gift list, um, we believe um, that experiences should top that, mm -hmm. and and time together with family, and and you know, we we just want to be one of those considerations for for folks that they they know we're always there at Callaway Gardens uh, as a place that that offers good wholesome family fun. Well, Pam, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yes. Hey, it's been my pleasure. You were you were my gratitude journal this morning during my awesome. quiet time. Um, I always start my day with sparking joy. So this is perfect. <laughs> well, great, Pam. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am just so impressed that they're able to continually come up with new stuff. I know. Because yeah. they've been doing that for like uh, like 40 years or something. I don't know. 400 years for I, all I, I know. I meant to ask a long time. something. Yeah. I, I 
forgot to ask, what if like one of the lights goes out? They, they all have to go find out. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the old strings of lights? Yeah, oh, yes, one of them yeah. went out, the whole string was I dead. Know. Yeah. Oh. I got to tell you, the funniest thing was, uh, I think a few years back, I uh, went golfing at Callaway, mm-hmm. and it was, I think, like the Tuesday before Christmas, Ken uh, Hammock, who was one of our underwriters, and I went to play golf down there. So here we are late in the afternoon playing golf, and then all of a sudden the Christmas lights start to come on, <laughs> and the Christmas, I'm like a tale of two seasons here, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. summer sport in winter with the Christmas stuff, but it was it was amazing. It Man, was, they should consider doing, like, turning on some lights on the golf course and they, doing, you know. Just I like that, that idea, that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, it's a it's a it's a real big mini golf course, right? Put put Santa's workshop at the 18th hole, right? Oh, you we don't get your ideas. ball back, right? <laughs> we got some ideas. I don't know if they're good ideas, but we got some ideas. Yeah. Coming up, we are going to be talking with Santa Paul from Santa South and Noonan, along with his barn manager. That's a title you don't hear often, right? Yeah. Uh, Stacy Parkerson is, is a great conversation as we went out and visited with Santa Paul. And we've got something coming up very Christmassy on the Joy FM. Even if you don't live in an area where you can hear the Joy FM on one of our radio signals, you can still listen at thejoyfm.com or through the Joy FM Georgia mobile app. 100 hours of Christmas. Yeah, I know. I'm excited about that. Where We're just going to, you know, stop the talking, and it's just going to be constant Christmas music, great background for your gatherings. Even if you're doing Zoom (laughs) gatherings, you can have it in the background as you're you're meeting with family and friends online. Yeah, let us be the soundtrack for your your Christmas celebration this year. All the way with 100 hours, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right through Christmas Day. So it'll start up on December 22nd, this Tuesday, if you're listening on release day, that's this coming Tuesday. How did a farmer's girl that only wanted to live five miles away from home, Max, end up in Uganda, which is a smidge more than five miles, but she's there saving the lives of pregnant teenage girls. Trust me, it's one of those God stories. I fell in love with Uganda, fell in love with the people there and the children and the need. Knew that basically God was calling me there. I am excited to have Amy Washington. Kupindwa Ministries on the latest Jewel Show podcast. Go to wherever you get your podcast from or at thejoyfm.com slash jewels. This is so exciting. I think the first time I met Santa, at least in this, you know, as a kid all the time, but was at the workshop Santa South in 2011. I want to say 2011. So it's been almost 10 years. And I had only two grandsons at that time, and we took them through the shop, and you had their names up on the nice list, and my name on the naughty list. (laughs) (laughs) But you've been going strong since since this. It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast today, sir. Thank you, Jerry. It's a pleasure to be here in my own home. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not into workshop. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not into workshop. Yes. Thanks yeah, so for 2020. We, we, sh- we should say uh, uh, thank you for, for having us yeah. in your own home. Yes. Beautiful yeah. place. Yes. <laughs> so you've been doing this now for, it, it's been 10, 11 years? 10, 10 years. This mm-hmm. is the 10th year. That is amazing. You're, you're located in Noonan, just off of 154. And we'll have information about how to contact you and find out all about what you do. Uh, in the show notes, but we're just we're just thrilled uh, this close to Christmas to be able to sit down and talk with Santa Claus. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Jerry, you were talking about how you met him uh, a few years ago. Yeah. what's the story behind that? We, um, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know. I think it was your dad uh, had come out to a couple of events that we were doing, maybe a t-shirts for turkeys. It was actually the first time you that Carmen 
and Dave were in um, Fairburn at oh. the Chick-fil-A right yeah, there yeah, on yeah. Highway right. 74. And my dad stopped by there. Right. And gave him the card. And uh, <laughs> I'm Santa's agent. And, and found out about all what you do. No, he said he was Santa's dad, not oh, okay. agent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going to demote himself to an agent. <laughs> and we did uh, an event uh, with you, a promotion on the air, where, where we invited families. It was, we ran some kind of a contest to come through and do the experience. Yes, it was uh, for families workshop. that were struggling yeah. with joy. And so it was to help them find joy. There was an opportunity I believe it was for five different families. I think you're right. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. And then I snuck my grandkids in at the end. <laughs> and I tell you what, those kids, every one of them coming out of there, almost like totally different kids. Because, you know, they're, they're waiting outside for a while and they'd get there early. And, and he gives them 100% attention and is prepared for them when they go in there. And it is just, just a killer experience for the kids <laughs> and for the for the parents too who go in there with them and so some of them are been some of them have been there an hour waiting and they get a little antsy and they're you know they come out and golly you could just you can see that the the sugar plums dancing in their brains <laughs> as they are leaving the workshop and they yeah. are ready for christmas that's awesome it well, is it is tremendous what motivated you to to start doing what you do the economy <laughs> That'll start it. Won't 2000, it? 2009, 2010, I couldn't buy a job. I'm in construction and I could not find work. And so um, I told my wife, next Christmas I'll be working. And she said, how do you know? I said, because I'm going to go to Santa school and I'm going to become a Santa. I'd heard all these rumors, untrue rumors, about how much money Santa makes. <laughs> and so I was, I was willing to give it a shot. And I went to Santa school and learned about the business of being Santa. I had also been a Santa previous to that. Um, I would go to Mexico with our church. We'd take uh, small bags down there of toys and gifts that the members and family had put together, and we would take them down there and pass them out at a place called Bessie in, in central Mexico. Mm. So I kind of had a taste of it, and I did enjoy it, but... Um, I, I decided to go professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have got the the Santa look, no doubt about it. How long have you? Uh, How long have I that? been fat? <laughs> no, 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 not that. No, I'm talking about the beard. <laughs> is, I want to know how long did it take you to grow it to that length, and do you trim it and keep it? You know, what do you what do you do I, to I take do care of it? I do trim it. I do it. It grows and. Uh, the first year I had had it, I started growing it in February, and I was Santa with it that year. And it wasn't a really long beard, but it was enough to uh, be Santa. And uh, since then, I just continue to grow it and trim it when it uh, gets about mid chest, or I get tired of getting. I get it caught in my armpit and my elbows <laughs> when I'm sleeping. In the and, car door? Yeah. <laughs> well, not in the car door yet. But it's it's a. It's a nuisance sometimes. I haven't seen my face in 10 years. I, I told my wife I didn't know how many chins I had. And she said, you don't want to know. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so uh, Jerry was talking about how uh, it's an experience to go mm -hmm. to, to Santa South. Um, 
and and Stacy's here too, the barn manager. Let, let's talk about um, you know what that experience normally is. We'll talk about what's going on this year, but but normally an experience there. Stacy, you you could tell us all about that too, I guess. Well, normally before 2020, um, each child would come in. They would have their name on the naughty or nice list. Typically, your nice list, hopefully. And they would come in and build a toy with Santa. Each year, it's a new piece to a train. So at the end of a few years, your train connects, and you'll have a train that you've built with Santa. Okay. Then you'll do the typical sit on Santa's lap, tell him what you want for Christmas. Then you do family portraits, because it is not just for the kids. It's mm-hmm. a full family experience. I'm worried about the naughty list. Have <laughs> yeah, you had yeah. any, anybody have a, like a reaction? You should be. be. Oh, I should be. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess most of the kids that you have in are on the nice list, I would think, right? Yes, we, we always put their name on the nice list. Uh, it's, it's interesting how important the nice list is to children when they come in there. If they've been there before, one of the first things they'll do is run over to where the nice list is <laughs> to see that they've made the nice list. So it's extremely important to them. And uh, the first year I did this, I thought the next year, well, I... I I'm going to have to have fresh customers every year. People aren't going to want to come back and do this, but I was wrong. It, it has turned into a tradition for families, mm-hmm. and they continue to come back. We have families that uh, we have families that came that first year with the joy event that uh, y'all helped put on there. Those, those families still come back. That's and then we have other families that have been coming year after year. Have you ever had a parent who has said, hey, can you put them on the naughty list first and have a conversion midway through? No. No, we don't play around with the naughty list. It's, I'm telling you. I think that would color the entire experience. Well, yeah, it's very serious. It might scare some, you know, <laughs> to being good. Tough love, yeah, scared exactly. straight kind of right. They They will get upset if they come in and just, we put names, just random names on right. the naughty list so that it has names on it. And occasionally, just by the roll of the dice their dad or their <laughs> sister's name will be on there and they get very upset about it if it's their big brother they're not too upset but <laughs> if it's their dad oh. and then they always want to know what somebody did that got them on, <laughs> yeah. on the naughty list oh. i won't tell them I, I, right yeah i tell them that's very private yeah <laughs> oh that's too funny well this year things are are different and um you guys are doing this a different way to uh, be able to get the kids to uh, have a visit with you. So how are you conducting those visits this year? Well, normally the family comes in and, um, and we'll bring them in. It's a private experience for the family. And when I say the family, most times families will double and triple up. They'll be bring grandma and granddad and, uh, cousins and all. And so it's, it's, um, it's just one-on-one with Santa to an extent, except for when there's families. But there's nobody in there other than who they bring with them. And um, we would do different things in the shop. We'd build a toy, then we move around to different stations sort of for uh, photo opportunities. And uh, this year, because of the pandemic, I everybody's different. Everybody feels different about the pandemic. I, I feel like it's very serious. I. Um, I chose to, at first I wasn't going to do Santa at all Mm -hmm. this year. And then I decided I was going to do drive-by where they would come around to the back of the barn 
I would be up on the upper porch and they would get out of their cars and visit with Santa. And trying to work out all the logistics of that with a photographer and making appointments, it just got to be too complicated. And so I just called it off. And then at the last moment, uh, right, right after Thanksgiving, I decided that I had to do something. So we decided to do it without a photographer and without appointments. You just come uh, first come, first served. It's uh, 10 minutes um, for the visit, and they just tell Santa while they stand on the ground down below, and they tell Santa what they want. They put their wish list in a Santa box there on the porch, the bottom porch, and uh, we just have some laughs and giggles and mm. Merry Christmas mm. and next. <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely different from before. It it's, sure sounds like there's it, yeah. There's no hugs. There's no getting group pictures. That's but there's flying candy canes out here. There's flying candy canes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Mr. Gravity. He assists us. <laughs> I, I thought she had drones or something. Yeah. <laughs> I drop candy canes from the upper porch. Nice. Uh, it's a porch that comes off the attic of the barn. And... Uh, I will drop candy canes using tongs just for a little humor, but at the same time keeping it safe so that Santa's not, it's touch free. We don't have plexiglass and we don't wear masks, but we try to be safe distance. And In a normal year, how many people do you have coming through? And it has it grown from for year one, how many visits or appointments did you have? And then in 2019, what, what did that look like? The first year was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it didn't get me out of the hole of fixing the barn up to be Santa's workshop and living room and office. But it, it, was, it was a good year to be the first thing. When I started this, I, I realized that for years, kids have been seeing Santa at the mall. They'd stand in line, they'd watch the kid on Santa's lap cry. Then the next kid <laughs> would get up there and he would cry. And then the next, and then finally it was their turn and they would cry. And so I felt like that if children had a chance to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with Santa and just get to know him before they sat on his lap to take a picture, that um, perhaps they wouldn't be as afraid and it would change the whole experience. So we came up with the idea of building toys. We have a little workbench. It's like a peninsula sticks out into the room, and they sit on one side, and Santa sits on the other side, and we focus on the toy rather than focus on Santa. And it gives them time to get adjusted and acclimated to being in the room with the big, fat, red guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, it, it just worked out great. And it, it has grown exponentially through the years. And uh, as far as how many... I'm gonna let Stacy answer that because she makes the appointments and she's extremely adept at it. We book appointments from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. In 15-minute increments. All right. So that so keeps you pretty busy. They have yeah. the option to get 15-minute slots, 30-minute slots, or one-hour slots, and it's their 15 minutes. It's their hour. So however many people they choose to bring is however many people come in that their session. You know, I was thinking about as as you're talking about the experience with kids, um, my dad, when I was growing up, this was a, a way that he would make some extra money is, is he would uh, put on a suit. He didn't have, uh, you know, the natural beard, but uh, it's it's funny how I will meet people 
my age, which I'm nowhere close to being a kid anymore, um, that sat on my dad's lap around that mm. time and uh, just have a fond memory of, uh, of being with my dad. Um, have you m- maybe met some, some people out in the community that, that maybe when you first started doing this, um, you know, maybe, uh, ha- have those memories already flooding back to you about, uh, you know, um, remembering when they were a kid and, uh, and visiting with you. Yes, I do. Uh, because I do Santa here in the community, I see a lot of our families out and about. And um, kids that came there the first year, say they were 10 years old, they're 20 years old. Right. <laughs> and so, yes, I see a lot of them. And uh, the families continue to grow. We get a lot of expectant mothers in there. And um, I tell them Santa likes that because that's job security. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you know, it won't be long till you'll be having kids that came through bringing their kids. Right. Uh, because I, you've been doing it 10 years. They were 10 or 12 years old. They're ready to start families now. So yeah. Right. Right. I hope so, Jerry. That'll be exciting. That yeah, will really be exciting. And then it becomes a, a generational tradition for them at Christmas mm. to go see Santa at the workshop. Right. Have you had any maybe surprises in doing this? I know your motivation to start with was because, you know, the economy was rough and you needed a, you know, a way to make some extra money. But have you had any surprises as far as, you know, um, things that really touched you over the years is, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, I, I guess emotionally attached to situations that you've uh, been involved with? Yes. More than I can recall. So many different times. It's um, There's a lot of love shared up in that little Santa barn. There's been a lot of laughs, and there's been a lot of tears. Hmm. I would imagine. Uh, families that are going through ordeals, they still want Santa. They want that little bit of normal in their life. And that's one of the surprises to me is, how important Santa becomes to families, and it's because it's a piece of normal. And um, year after year, they come back wanting some more of that. And Mm. that's what surprised me also was that the responsibility I shouldered by being a Santa, people want the same Santa for their family year after year. It Mm. doesn't matter who the Santa is. They just want that same Santa again and again. Do you feel uh, maybe the Holy Spirit moving in uh, in those moments where uh, you feel like maybe a weight that is uh, that's a good weight that that happens the holy spirit is all in there you know if when i started santa south i didn't know if it was going to work but if god's hand is in something it'll work Mm -hmm. and it's it's been a huge success for us there Um, santa santa is god's servant and uh, we focus on Christ there um, and families uh, sharing that love and that experience we make sure that that's what comes first and we pray with many many families as as they come through there mm. and we'll continue not something you get from all the mall Santas no, no you don't get that <laughs> no offense to any mall Santas yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. except for that one guy <laughs> And you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> uh, uh, is, there, is there anything that you were hoping you'd have an opportunity to, 
to mention, to talk about, to say that we haven't gotten around to asking you? Just for everyone to remember that God's in control and to uh, not lose hope that we will return to what we know is normal. It's just a matter of time, but uh, God is in control always, and God is good. Well, one thing he didn't mention was we have always done a toy drive. So for all these years, every single year, we've done a toy drive that benefited Bridging the Gap. Mm-hmm. So this is a year that we were not able to do that just for the safety of it, you know, everyone. So that is a that is something that's part of our heart that we do miss. Right. Well, we'll put a link to Bridging the Gap in the show notes yes. so maybe people can contribute yeah. that yeah, way. Pick up and that slack a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and also, I, I, something I didn't mention that I saw, uh, because we're friends on Facebook, uh, there's been... Uh, some shoes that are uh, that you're you're getting together some shoes for kids, right? Uh, back in 2013, I was fortunate enough to get chosen to go to Honduras with Joy FM, where we did the shoes yeah. for orphans. That's right. And yeah. we drove around down there. We were driven around to several different orphans and got to uh, experience playing with the kids, teaching them uh, scripture and Bible stories. And then we got to wash their feet, put new socks Mm. and new shoes on them. So this is something that has remained close to my heart. And uh, I try to do this every year. I've missed one year since then. But every year besides that year, we collect shoes in the community. And then uh, I drive them out to Buckner International in uh, mesquite texas and uh, we ask people to donate shoes when they come to the santa barn along with the toys this year we're up to 400 415 shoes right now so all right we'll collect till right after christmas when i'll drive them out there so we're hoping to hit 500 man and as people come out to to visit you the drive-by you're encouraging people to to bring pairs of shoes as well that's correct we ask them to bring new shoes any size boy or girl and uh, they prefer closed-toed shoes because of the environment that a lot of these children are in Uh, buckner international is a fabulous organization they've been around since the civil war taking care of orphans and widows and they have grown and grown they're a fantastic place all right well thank you for the time that you spent with us and merry christmas merry Merry christmas Christmas. thank you guys for giving me the time and thank you guys for what y'all do at the radio station our pleasure in spite of carmen yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know that's often the case (laughs) (laughs) we love you carmen Oh, what a great visit with Santa Paul. Always love catching up with him and, and just his heart as yeah. well. And, you know, his his house was very, very festive. Yeah. Christmas trees and mangers and a lot of Christmas uh, plaques on the wall. And there was one in particular that was in the, in the area we were having the conversation with. And it said, the thrill of hope. A weary world rejoices. Mm. And from one of my favorite all-time Christmas carols, O Holy Night. What a, you know, and how appropriate is that for this year? I mean, with all we have been through, we are very weary. I mean, yeah, we're dealing sure. with the pandemic, contentious election season, all the, the racial unrest that has been going on. But if you look back in history, 
and and the time prior to Jesus's birth, let's face it, the Jews were probably pretty weary at that point Mm -hmm. as well. You know, they had been waiting 2,000 years for God's promise for a Messiah. Uh, There was even a point when uh, the people of Israel didn't even hear from God. It was like a 400-year span. So they probably were weary and probably wondering if there was any hope. But then the angels appeared to a group of shepherds announcing the birth of a baby, one who would come to save the world. God's promise was fulfilled. And we can certainly relate to the people of Israel at that time because with what we are dealing with right now, we are getting weary. But Jesus came to bring light into a world of darkness, to bring us something more than anything else, redemption from sin, freedom from guilt, and condemnation. That's all been taken away Mm -hmm. because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, his death and resurrection. And you look at the resurrection, the promise of life eternal, eternity in heaven with him. Jesus is that thrill of hope. And as a weary world, we should rejoice. That's what should be our focus during this Christmas season, on Jesus and not on what is going on in our world. And I look at Isaiah chapter 40, starting with verse 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. I mean, if that doesn't give you Mm -hmm. encouragement Mm -hmm. or what, to shift your focus to what is going on in our world today to the one that gives true life, and that is Jesus Christ. That should renew your weary heart. God throughout Scripture fulfilled his promises, and he will continue to do so. That is the hope we as Christians have and that we will get through these troubling times. Don't lose that hope. Don't let the fact that we have to have Zoom Christmases and, you know, we have to watch all of the strife on on the news and everything else shift your focus from the thrill of hope in Jesus Christ. Mm, That is so good. Yeah. If we just wait on the Lord. That's it. There's a lot of waiting going on. (laughs) Yes. But... If we just wait on the Lord, he will renew our strength. What a celebratory it time is. of year, it you know? Is. Yes. I mean, the, the gift giving's great. Uh, we, we're not going to have the, the big family gatherings, uh, you know, traditional family gatherings in most settings. But, mm-hmm. you know, the celebration, the reason that we are celebrating mm-hmm. this year is static. It is rock solid. Jesus reigns and yeah. will forever. Absolutely. No matter what's going on Absolutely. in the world. I, I love that phrase, too. I had, I, I've sung that song for years. Mm-hmm. I've sung that line for years, and it just never hit me until I saw it pulled out by itself on the wall. Yeah. The thrill 
of hope that when mm. you're down, when you when you feel like you can't go on, there's no tomorrow, and that little flicker of hope, the Holy Spirit whispering in your heart, the star rising above the manger in Bethlehem, mm. suddenly rekindles that hope, and it's thrilling. Mm, yes, it, it is, is. really yes. th- There's hope. I'm not going to perish. There's someone who cares enough to come and die in my place. That is thrilling. And I think at this time of year, especially, and especially this year, at this time of year, that's the message we need to hear. Amen. All right, guys. Well, we're coming up on the end of the year. Our next episode is going to actually be coming out on New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't even plan for that. Do we have noisemakers, buddy? (laughs) We could. could. And you you know, you can listen to that instead of watching the ball drop because there's going to be anybody in Times Square. That's true. Yes. (laughs) But speaking of noisemakers, we're going to have our general manager, Rick Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) What a segue. (laughs) I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. I think no, he listens but, to them all. Seriously. <laughs> no, but, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we had a special episode yeah. where we all sat down with our general manager, Rick Davison. Oh, my goodness. What a great heart Rick has. Yeah, he you know, certainly does. And uh, just to put things in perspective, and we're going to bring him back in to put things in perspective again. We've been through this entire year. What sort of reflections do we have and what sort of hope do we have going into 2021? I think it's going to be a great discussion mm. that you'll uh, be able to catch on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Right. Well, make sure you don't miss that. Subscribe right now to the Finding Joy podcast. And and if you're listening through our website, thejoyfm.com, you can find us on Apple, Google Play, uh, Amazon Music, just about anywhere mm-hmm. that you can find fine podcasts. And also, if you do subscribe, would you give us a five-star rating and review? Because that helps more people find us. And, you know, we would love to hear your comments. You know, feel free to email us, even if you've got show ideas. Let us know. You can reach out, out to us at findingjoypodcast at thejoyfm.com. You'll find us on socials too, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and we got links to all that on our website. Plus, we have links to everything we talked about today during the episode uh, in the show notes for uh, the Fantasy and Lights of Callaway Garden, information about Santa Paul and, uh, and Santa South in Noonan. So Merry Christmas. We'll tell you Happy New Year on the next episode. For Benji and Rob, I'm Jerry. And thank you for spending some time with us on the Finding Joy Podcast.